Thank you for joining us for Higher Ed. Teaching with a Christian Perspective. I'm your host, Chris Cassidy. I want to thank everyone for listening in on our first episode. This is something that has been a desire of mine for the last several months, and I'm hopeful it will be beneficial to you. It's our prayer that we can help inform everyone about Christian education and the value that it brings. I get asked quite a few questions from time to time. What is Christian education? Having worked at Hawthorne Christian Academy now for the last almost 12 years, people wonder what's the difference between a Christian education and a public school education. Some have the misconception that it's Sunday school or vacation Bible school or it's just a Bible study. And so I want to answer some of those questions today on what is a K through 12 Christian education. First of all, it is an education with a liberal arts course of study. Now, when we say the term liberal, we're not talking about liberal attitude. We're talking about broad or a type of study where you're exposed to many different things. For instance, English and history and math and science and the arts and music. Those are the types of things we are meaning when we say liberal arts education. Early in America's history, the public school system as we know it today did not exist. In fact, in 1776, the established community schools were religious-based, and the children who attended these schools learned through the eyes of the school's prevailing theology. The history of Christian education in America dates back to Martin Luther and John Calvin, who founded schools to bring children to faith in Christ. Early settlers in America, which included the Quakers, Mennonites, Presbyterians, Catholics, and Baptists educated their children in schools that were formed for the purpose of religious education. Anyone who's ever watched an episode of Little House on the Prairie or When Calls the Heart, where were those children educated? In the church. The church was the focal point of every community, and so was the education that they received. In fact, almost every school at this time used just a few books. First and foremost, the Bible. Second was the McGuffey Reader. And third was the New England Primer. In fact, the New England Primer was the beginning of how many students learned the alphabet. The phrase, in Adam's fall, we sinned all, taught children the first letter and the concept of original sin at the same time. More than six million copies of this book was published between 1681 and 1830. As time marched on, however, public education evolved. Horace Mann, commonly referred to as the father of American education, appeared on the scene in the mid-1830s, and he began his revolutionary revamp of the public school system. Mann rejected the idea of teaching Christianity in public schools, Instead, he envisioned a scenario where students were introduced to principles and values without religious affiliation. As biblical principles were pushed out of the classroom, they were replaced 
with secular humanism and moral relativism. The church, seeing the need for a Christian-based education, responded. And beginning in the 1970s, Christian schools began to appear across the country. Today, there are over 5 million students in K-12 across the United States that are enrolled in religious-based Christian schools. Now that we've given a brief history of Christian education, let's talk about what is a K-12 Christian education. First of all, a good Christian school will have Bible integrated into every course. That biblical worldview will permeate through math and science and history. Not only will it tell us the facts and figures of the who, what, when, and where, but also the why. Why did these events happen? Why does science work the way that it does? And we can always point back to a loving creator and to the Bible and see those principles in action. So a good Christian education will have a curriculum based on a Bible-believing worldview. Secondly, it should be taught by Bible-believing Christians. The teachers should be Christians. They should be members of a local church. They should be active in their community and in their faith. Thirdly, it should have Bible as a course. So in addition to Bible principles being integrated into other classes, there should be a Bible curriculum. And it should be a curriculum that is there to examine the Bible and to examine who God is, not just as a historical book of literature, but as a living God who is speaking to mankind. This biblical worldview is essential because otherwise it is just another history class. Also at Hawthorne, one of the things I'm proud of is we have chapel every Wednesday. That's a time for our students to come together and to worship and praise the Lord. That is an essential part of any Christian education. You may ask, why is all this biblical worldview necessary? Well, it's because society today has difficult questions that require honest and truthful answers. And these questions can only be answered by the person who made us and created us. There are difficult questions about life, about gender, about sexuality, about freedom. These can only be answered through the Bible. Otherwise, we end up in this moral relativism where anything goes and all perceived solutions are acceptable. In addition to a biblical-based worldview, strong academic rigor is required. Students should be challenged academically. Their minds are amazing, and at this young age, they can learn so much. We believe this begins with measurable quantitative testing. Every student should be tested every year to see not only what they know, 
but what areas they also may have weakness in so that parents and administrators and teachers can work together to help their child receive the best education possible. Testing is crucial. Sadly, many schools are turning away from testing, but it is required so that you can have a good understanding of what that child knows. I'd like to thank you for listening to our first episode. Please feel free to continue to listen to episode 2 and 3 where we'll continue this discussion. If we could, I'd like to close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this today. We thank you for this opportunity to discuss Christian education. Lord, I pray that it stir the hearts of the next generation of Christian school teachers and administrators. Lord, if a parent is trying to decide where to put their child, that they'll seek out a Christian, biblical-based worldview school. Lord, may this be a blessing, and we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me leave you with a verse today. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Thank you, and God bless.